can't hear you. Oh, what you are about to witness through the sounds coming from your device is one of the greatest podcasts your ears will ever hear. One man took it upon himself to create a platform dedicated to all mankind. His vision was to accomplish the inevitable, a place where pointless opinions reign supreme and can be expressed for the entertainment of others. So sit back as you engulf on a journey, one that you have never experienced before. Welcome to the club. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the club podcast. This is your host, Matt Jacobs, and I am back with Dre Butler. Hey, everybody, what's going on? That's right, yeah. So uh, sports is kind of out of the question for us right now because there's really not much to talk about. Um, I've been looking through, like, apps from Bleacher Report and stuff like that. <laughs> Everyone's just simulating games through, like, their Xboxes. They have no choice. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not very intriguing to me. Um, I did. I did. However, thought it was funny. Uh, it was one of the NBA uh, 2K tournaments, and Devin Booker decided not to choose his team, and everyone <laughs> kind of was like, "Ooh!" Guy was like, "You're not gonna pick the Phoenix Suns," and Devin Booker's like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really have an explanation. He was just like, "No." Yeah, everybody's. I don't know. That was a good, nice tournament. Though. I was watching it for a little bit, like on Sports Center, because they have nothing else to cover too. So they're covering that. They're covering like. <laughs> <laughs> bringing up old home videos of people doing crazy stuff for sports like i was like oh man this is what we come down to yeah and i that, never ex- i never <laughs> expected this this is this is a different different atmosphere uh yeah i don't think anyone was prepared for it nope. i mean even the swine flu in 2010 wasn't this crazy even yeah. though like 19,000 people died it was nobody was like let's shut everything down it was yeah yeah i don't know i, I don't kind of wasn't even following back then but yeah you yeah, you're right i don't remember a shutdown yeah i was never well 2010 is when i joined uh the marine corps but i never became a mo- like a massive sports fan until probably i would say my sophomore junior in high school so that was 2000 2005 you know mm-hmm. um but so I, I was following i was following the phillies um i had my uh i had my brother uh, mail me because you know in the Marine Corps there's nothing but mailing letters and I had my brother mail me uh, games and and what was happening uh, throughout all the different <laughs> Phillies games because gotcha. they won in 2008 uh, they went back to the World Series in 2009 mm-hmm. didn't win it they lost to the Yankees and then 2010 uh, they also had the best record in baseball again and they lost in the playoffs but it was exciting you know that was my only <laughs> enjoyment uh besides you know the the letters i was getting from my wife and sometimes from my parents i was like steve you gotta you gotta keep me up on these you know g- give me a little excited boot camp because it's miserable in here it's, okay again nice. i don't think people realize the immense seclusion you have in the marine corps boot camp compared to any other boot camp you know because yeah. we hear in the army and the navy you get your cell phones and the on the weekends and stuff like that like true we don't even have watches yeah we don't you know? know what time it is we don't know pretty much anything you that's, don't rate a watch <laughs> like, yeah that's crazy you don't rate a calendar yeah you know and if you're caught making your own makeshift <laughs> calendar you get just destroyed you were making your own calendar. yeah oh, of course <laughs> in my bible i had it in the back of my bible like, I no can't. one's going to take your Bible away from him, but yeah, I had my, Psych. I had it from like three different, th- so I had like the normal calendar, right? So I could know like what day it was. Then I had like what training day it was. So I had from like one to whatever, what was it? 60? How many training days? 90? Uh, 90, right? Yeah. It had to be like T90. Yeah. So I had like one to 90. So I was crossing those off and then I had it backwards. How many, how many days left? Yeah. I had three different ones and Dang. it, it, it kind of kept me sane uh, as best as I could. But no. it was people just don't realize, you know, you go in there with the the clothes on your back and that's it. Then they put it in a paper bag and you don't see it for three months. Exactly. So and then God forbid you get your hair shaved before you get to boot camp because they'll just <laughs> shave your shave and it hurts even worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's no. uh Yeah, it's people just don't realize it. There's letters is all you got. And I felt bad <laughs> because there was a, a good friend of mine. His name was Weaver. Uh-huh. And uh, 
and it was sad because he he wasn't uh he wasn't getting um a lot of letters uh at all and my wife who wasn't my wife at the time she was my girlfriend but she wasn't my girlfriend but i told everyone she was my girlfriend and eventually <laughs> became my girlfriend uh i told her i said you should write me every day and every day she wrote me mm-hmm. um and i still have those letters but <laughs> there was <laughs> one time that weaver got a letter and i was like yo weaver you got a letter bro <laughs> like i was all excited for him uh-huh <laughs> and i can't believe i'm laughing at this but Wow. It was his letter that had a wrong address, and it was sent back to him. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry, Weaver. I thought you really had a letter. And he's like, it's okay, man. I'm like, dang. Oh. I know that's tough. Oh, that just, I that hurt me. It hurt me a lot. That, uh, I ain't gonna lie. That's yeah. pretty tough. Did he ever get a letter after all? Yeah. Yeah, he had yes! a, he had a sister Success. that was sending him a couple, um, but it was like those that was like an insert foot and mouth kind of thing. Because there was there was another time <laughs> I was deployed and uh, one of my boys, uh, I was talking to him. I was like, "Oh, dude, you're a mama's boy." Because he was talking all about his mom or whatever. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Well, my dad passed away when I was three, so." <laughs> and I was like, "Jesus, all right, okay, well." What's I'm up? just gonna shut up yeah, now. See, yeah, you be doing <laughs> stuff like that too sometimes. You it be was like, bad. You be coming in so hot, it's like, dude. Yeah, and then you just don't know the backstory, and then yeah. you. I was like, yeah. well, I I didn't know. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, oops. I mean, he wasn't mad, but it was just kind of like, yeah. Well, this York, is why I'm a mama's boy, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I have oh, no choice. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Um, back to what we're going to talk about. So, uh, my last podcast, I was with Steve Knopf and, uh, we did our our favorite movies from 1990, 1993. We had to stop at 93 because, uh, we hit a, uh, a roadblock that we had to stop our podcast, but we're going to continue with me and Dre. Uh, we're going to do from 94 to 99, um, our favorite movie in each year and why elaborate it. Well, I'm gonna elaborate it. Dre over here doesn't like elaborating. He just I will says a give sentence. you I will give you snippets and a <laughs> hey, if 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 you enjoy movies, just take my word for it and just go for it. Just be like, you know what? On a spare day, I'm bored. Let me let me go look at that podcast, rewatch it or something mm-hmm. like that, and then you know catch the name of the movie and or show and then go watch it. And I promise you won't be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to call Dre out. What the. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we promised each other at the at our last podcast. Oh wow! That I would Dirty. watch two episodes of Scandal, Dirty. and he would watch The Legend of Bagger Vance with Will Smith and Matt Damon. <clears throat> and guess who held up their own end of the bargain? <laughs> I did. Thank you. I did. Just but in case see, anyone didn't know, and I went. Were you beyond. disappointed? <laughs> no, but I'm see? telling you, you won't either. <laughs> So I watched more than two episodes of Scandal. I finished all of season one. I'm currently on season two. And uh, I will admit, although it just sounds like this story of this girl and a bunch of affairs with everyone, <laughs> it's a lot more to it than that. And uh, it keeps you intrigued. I think it's, I really think it's the way it's written. I think the the uh, the creator, yeah. Shonda Rhimes, is just very good at uh, bringing it out. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the their speech is just like, I'm better than you when they talk to people and it's yeah. quick and it's witty. Yeah. It um, really but is. you're like, you know, a lot, all, all five main characters or whatever. You're yeah. just like, dang. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You just told him off. Okay. Yeah. But I, all of them do it. Yeah. And I like how it has like, you know, semblances of uh, like the real realness of the world. Like you probably learn a little bit more about politics in a sense of like what goes on there, even though it's probably not exact, but it's like, Oh, I didn't know like what the Oval Office kind of looked like or something like that. Like I don't yeah. know. It's just like presidents has mistresses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you hear about policies or how it would go down for like foreign policy and whatnot stuff yeah, like true. that. So it's like he <laughs> said mistresses, <laughs> <laughs> and they do bring that up too. That like the yeah, you who know, knows? the whole Clinton situation. Yeah. They try to bring it into like a real life situation <laughs> thing. So yeah, who knows if. If Obama and Trump are just calling some other person to get their own advice, you know, who knows? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what they chief of staff is for, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he's got a he's got a pit bull for a, a chief of staff for sure. It's like a corporal in the Marine Corps, like for a sergeant or staff NCO. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it ain't too bad. So anyway, we're gonna start in 1994. Uh, we're gonna give our, our favorite elaborate as best we can uh, mm-hmm. to why. And uh, for all of you listening, if you have not watched these movies. Uh, go on and go watch them because they're worth it. They are indeed. So Thanks. we'll start with 1994. What is your 
favorite 94 movie? Uh, the one that comes to my mind for that era, and I had to do some research, is uh, True Lies for me. Okay, never seen it. Oh, uh, True Lies is an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and it has um Jamie Lee Curtis and also Eliza. I can't say her last name. Starts with D. Eliza Dushku. Dushku. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and that's when she was young, young. Like this is like pro- definitely before True she Lies. was she was even on like Buffy. Okay. You know? Yeah. So like, and Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously, her and Arnold in the younger days. So um. It, it's I'll try to explain as best I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arnold is basically a super secret agent. I forget if he works for the CIA, but I'm pretty sure he does in a sense. But his wife and okay. his kid does not know, which is Eli- yeah, Eliza yeah. and Jamie. So uh, going about his life, you know, secret life, but trying to be the best man in yeah. their lives do, and as a car salesman or something like that, like yeah. for his cover <laughs> with his best friend, also the a car salesman who's a who's secret also, agent. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a he's like try to help it's him like those mattress firms for drug dealers yeah you know? but he's kind of like his handler in the sense like arnold's actually the hands-on like agent jumping through windows oh, gotcha. doing the action and stuff his friend is just there to like eh, kind of be his chief of staff in a sense but yeah um he's continue on somehow a dangerous mission comes up uh and then for some reason uh he he gets kind of set up in you know as he keeps going and it starts affecting his life where his wife is like thinking like he's there's more to what's going on in yeah. his situation right now and then eventually he thinks he's like cheating and then his child starting getting neglected and then uh, and then it just becomes a whole situation where his family now is brought into his super secret world mm. and all things cut you know cut loose it's an action film obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger loved love watching him do action films um Huh. It, back in the day, and it was the 1994 film. Wow. I probably didn't watch it in 1994 myself. Yeah, well, but, yeah. <laughs> but 94, yeah. you'd be what four or five years old? Yeah, definitely. yeah, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, I my, my cousins were also really big action. Do you remember how old you were when you watched it? Like mm, probably like eight or nine. Yeah, okay, at the so. earliest. yeah. <laughs> but my my cousins, they always had VHS, and they're big movie bust too and definitely on action movies they love watching bruce willis jackie chan jet lee stuff like that yeah obviously other action people um like wesley snipes and whatnot and so and what else this along so hey that's how i got to watch that hmm. okay so i got some honorable mentions 94 santa claus uh the original yes, santa claus it, started in that yeah. trilogy that was really good obviously with tim allen yeah, um, yeah was we good. talked about that a couple of podcasts ago yeah. uh shawshank redemption Obviously, who, which is ranked number one in IMDb. So if you haven't wow. watched that, That's yeah, with wow. uh, with Morgan Freeman, Steven Spielberg, yeah, so. yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, man, so I, I was stuck between these two because one probably nobody's ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I'll put that as my number one. But my second mm-hmm. runner-up is Angels in the Outfield. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, wow. Christopher Lloyd. Uh, I think it's just a classic. You know, for people who. Uh, who don't know one of the one of the kids uh dad uh doesn't want to come home because he left his family and he's like when you know when will you come home and he said when the angels will win the pennant mm. which obviously at that point was just like not possible so <laughs> you know that night he like prayed to god that the angels would win the pennant and so this angel named christopher lloyd came down and only he could see him mm-hmm. and uh he helped out like the baseball team doing miraculous things making people fly in the air to catch <laughs> balls and stuff like that, that it was, was really dope. cool And, uh, you know, and he started getting in touch with, like, the coach and was like, just trust me, like, there's an angel next to the dude in first base. Like, you need to play him or you need to have him bat or whatever. And then they slowly, you know, slowly, the the whole, like, arms waving like an angel or, like, flying like a bird. That's where it comes from. People ever know that. So it's it's, it's really good. Uh, I think it's really cool. But uh, my number one for me uh, during 1994, it's called The Page Master. And uh, a lot of people have not heard of it, Um, but it also uh, has Christopher Lloyd, I believe. Hmm. But the main character is Macaulay Culkin. Ah, Um, I always liked that kid. Yeah, and and (laughs) if you've not seen this, guys, you need to watch it. It's it's probably one of the first ones that's not Disney, where it goes from like live action to animation. Hmm. And uh, basically, this kid goes to a a giant library um mm-hmm. and gets lost and uh it's like the pages of the books turns into like colored paint and mm. he finally like 
drowns in this colored paint and turns into this animation. Oh. Yeah, this animation guy. Yeah. I have seen. Well, I've seen snippets of it. If I've seen it, I don't know like if I remember it. But continue. Yeah, and he was normally like the scared guy. So basically, while he's in this animation, he has to find the exit, which is basically the exit of the library. So he befriends these five books uh, or three books, and each book is like so. One book's called horror. You know, uh, one book's called fantasy. She's like a fairy. Uh, but, they, you know, they're in the shape of books. Or whatever. And they mm. guide him through different stories. So they guide him through, like, Moby Dick. Uh, mm. They guide him through, like, uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Um, and all sorts of things. And it's really cool. They, they go through, like, a pirate uh, story. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's intriguing, uh, to say the least. But it's, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, definitely watch it. Again, it's not going to, like completely blow your mind but it's like a it's like a kid adventure one i mean even your kid i think would like it uh and it's funny stuff like that so check it out if you guys haven't seen it but uh that was one of my favorites in 1994 but again i didn't watch it in 1994 because i was five years old yeah. <laughs> but eventually i watched it it was one of those uh one of those movies so yeah well i also for 94 honorable mention the mighty ducks too mm. i like all of my duck series but obviously everybody pretty much knows about it's that. surprising how many people have never heard of mighty ducks i'm not ready <laughs> who we worked with has <laughs> never heard of mighty ducks um wow yeah and it's it's surprising i'm sorry freddie i'm not trying to call you out as the only person but there's other people but it's just like you know have you ever heard of the mighty ducks and people are like no i'm like what <laughs> yeah it's pretty surprising never heard of them and like i wouldn't even give it probably good justice myself but like honestly i'm not even like like a hockey you know player kind of guy you know like i don't do that but it's like that was the first series of films the first ever i've ever seen of hockey probably in my life and i love those movies i love those kids i love a bunch of kids your age yeah you know that was like the flying b it was like ah i don't want to yeah like especially yeah especially for me like uh watching it i think believe it was just like at one time just one other like black kid throughout the yeah. whole series so i'm just like you know there's another black kid <laughs> not really in any environment where hockey's yeah a thing thing and i actually thoroughly enjoyed that movie so uh, if you like hockey films it's it's up there it's definitely a top tier hockey movie film for me still. i mean i haven't met anyone you know from like 25 years old and up who have never heard of it but a lot of people underneath 25 years old have never heard of it. And I'm I mean, like, wow. In a sense, that kind of do make sense now I think about it. Because I don't see people watching the Mighty Ducks. This yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies coming out now that not a lot of people go backwards in time yeah. to watch anything That makes sense now. Now that you say it like that, yeah, I can see that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I can see it. But yeah. it's fun. I mean, <laughs> Amelia Estevez, I think it was cool. You know, he was good in that. But Definitely. Yeah. So let's move to 95. What's your 95? For 95, uh, it was definitely a thriller for me. I would even say it was like a, a psychological thriller in a sense, uh, but more of a crime thriller. Um, it was definitely Seven. Okay, yeah. Yeah, with Morgan Freeman and uh, Brad Pitt, I believe. Yeah. Um, Yo, I was just blown away. Like, it was one of the movies kind of like in this era now where I was just trying to figure it out. I was like, who is the killer? Who is the killer? Obviously, you don't even see the killer until, you know. But mind you, it's a um, crime film about two detectives uh, uh, discovering uh, a series of crimes that are looking like serial killer um, notions. And they're trying to figure out who it is. Um, long story short, the long story short, the final piece of it um oh my god the the uh (laughs) the the trick that the the flip the the suspense and the forget the word i'm trying plot twist yeah the plot twist why couldn't i think of that (laughs) the plot twist at the end the swizzle oh (laughs) my like especially when i'm a young kid watching it at the time like i definitely wasn't eight but i was probably like at least yeah, because your brain's not smart enough to try to sit yeah, there and was, try to figure it out the best you can. I was at the max of preteens. I was a like maybe younger, so anywhere between 11, 12, 13. But still, watching it for my first time at that age, I was blown away. I was like, yo, I can't. Like, like whoa, this is crazy. I even, I don't know. It was just one of those films where I really was in tune. Maybe it's why I got into thrillers. I don't know. It's pretty hmm. good. Okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so my 95... You've seen it. A lot of people have seen it. Let's see. Let's see. It goes like this. 
Oh, Jumanji? That's right. <laughs> Jumanji. That's right. Definitely, definitely. That okay. is a classic Robin Williams movie. That's true. And there's a lot of classic Robin Williams movies. Definitely. But Jumanji, not not The Rock and Kevin Hart, and don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing <laughs> it in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, they did it's, good, though. Yeah. It's nothing compared to the original of Jumanji. And yeah. it's just sick, you know? It, yeah. And it's and it's a it's a dice game in, you know, the new Jumanji is like they get sucked into a video game. No, no, no. These people stay where they're at in in the world, but they roll the dice. And anytime they roll a dice, some poem shows up mm. and something dreadful happens in the world, whether monkeys show up, a flood shows up, a lion shows up, deadly vines show up, anything shows up, but it it it, it uh it affects everyone in that city or that town, you know? Yeah. And Definitely. they have to finish the game in order to end it all. But yeah. in the beginning, uh, when Ron Williams was young, he played the game with another little girl and he got sucked into the game, mm-hmm. um, just kind of like into the board game. And that yeah. obviously freaked the girl out. And sh- she stopped, you know, try- went through like psychiatric therapy because she just mm-hmm. saw her best friend like get sucked into a game. And then yeah. 20 years later or something, these other two kids find uh, the game in, in the attic they start and now the whole game continues right and so mm. now you got four players playing and one of them rolls where Ron Williams comes back to life mm. into back into the world and you know he's like what year is it and now he's <laughs> no longer like a, t- a 12 year old boy he's yeah. you know 40 definitely and like that. <laughs> you know he's realized that he's been sucked in his game but they can't continue until they find the fourth player which is the girl so then they go track down the girl that played with Rob Williams when he was a kid and then have to convince her, like, you got to play this game or else, you know, it's not going to end. Yeah. And so they go through all these events and series to end the game. And it's it's phenomenal. It is yeah. phenomenal. It was really one of those great films. And yeah. then shout out to the GOAT, Rob Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not many there's not many movies out there that, that Rob Williams can do wrong. Yeah. Patch Adams is a is a is a classic, you know. Yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire is a classic. Oh yeah, Oof. another one that I'm going to talk <laughs> about is a classic. Hook yeah. is a classic. Oh, Hook is a classic. You Flubber, know I, mean? I like Flubber. Flubber, yeah, Flubber's good. Yeah. Oh man, I uh, mean he's he did one hour photo when he was blonde. That was weird. He was like a pedophile. That was I don't know, like five years ago or oh, something. Oh, you know what? He, so he has done one that was weird, maybe two, but back in the day, man, everything he did was just classic. It was you know obviously Aladdin, you know. Yeah, oh, definitely, and you know, shout out to Will Smith too because he didn't like he didn't botch it or anything. He did no, not he at gave all. respect to Robert those are Williams. monster shoes to fill. Yeah, he, well, he gave it respect, and he, then did. he did it, and he put his own twist on it, which he made did. it like really dope. Oh, and Dead Poet Society, that's a good yep, one. Yeah, that's another. Me. Yeah, woo! Yeah. And there's like one other one. Oh, wait, is it? Was it? Yeah, I think you said Insomnia, right? Is that the one you were talking about? Uh, insomnia, uh, no, one hour photo. Okay, insomnia is the one where I, I believe it's also like a thriller in a sense. That's yeah. an honorable mention for me because I love yeah. Al Pacino. It's yeah, don't keep going because I'm gonna mention another one in my in my list okay, okay, of his classics. Okay, okay. Good, you good. So let's move on to ninety ninety six. Um, <laughs> what's your what's your favorite ninety six? Um, for me, I uh, for me it was a thin line between love and hate. So that one hmm. is uh, a Martin Lawrence film. So it's kind of like a uh, a comedic drama okay. in a sense. Uh, Martin Lawrence, you know who Martin Lawrence yeah. is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, that voice. Um, he's uh, basically a player. He's going about his life, just doing player ways, things like that. Um, he owns he he works for a nightclub. Okay. Uh, so and with him and his best friend, but they work under the owner. The owner is thinking about giving him the nightclub one day, let you know, retire, give him the nightclub. So he's still going about his player ways, doing things. One night, uh, a woman comes in who's like on a, a different level than any other girl he's probably seen or met thus yeah. far in his life. There's a bet that happens, is one of his best friends that uh, it's like, you can't get her, you can't, da 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 da. Martin Lawrence is the guy, the yeah. player. He's like, I got this, no worries, basically. Goes in to attempt. He has to work for it. Like she makes him work for it. He finally gets with her, um, but the way that he got to her, he didn't do the usual way because he has his own rules. Mm. One of the rules is, and I think the major one is, I c- you're not supposed to say I love you. The only way he got with her 
is who oh, he said I love. his own rule. Right. So mm-hmm. then it comes into the woman yeah. noticing that he did that. She goes ballistic, crazy, like bat shit to the wall, <laughs> level 9, 10, <laughs> stratosphere, crazy, like she's stalking him. She's like doing all these oh, things. Oh, okay. So that's why it's so obsession. A, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Innocent. A thin line between love and hate. I mean, basically, it says yeah. In the, and then you know, by the end, there's some twists and stuff like that. Another girl, obviously from his childhood, comes into play. Um, you know, there's like it's crazy the links that this woman <laughs> went to. It's 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 funny because it's Martin yeah, Lawrence yeah, yeah. too, but it's it's drama and things like that. It was my I don't it was one of my favorite movies back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> hmm, never seen it. It's funny. I wouldn't mind watching it, though. Yeah. So, my 96, I got some honorable mentions. Uh, Space Jam. Ooh, yeah. Definitely. About Michael Jordan. Yeah. I don't definitely. know when LeBron's is coming. I mean, probably not for probably a while now this, with this virus. but Yeah. Well, it's probably going to happen more so, I would say, in the next five years or something. When he retires or something, probably. Yeah. No. Uh, Mighty Ducks 3. It's an honorable mention. Uh-huh. We were talking about Mighty yeah. Ducks. Yeah. Uh, jingle all the way. Ooh, another Arnold. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's a <laughs> that's an interesting Christmas one where he's a dad <laughs> who fights to get the last of yeah. the of the uh, yeah. action figure that his kid wants, and it's something uh, that everyone oh fights my over. God, I love, and I love Christmas movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are good. Yeah. Uh, the original Mission Impossible. See, also in '96. Dope. Yeah, but uh, the one I'm going with, uh, a lot of people have never heard of. It's a plot twist movie. It's called Primal Fear. Oh, no, I have seen that one. Yeah, uh, with Anthony Richard Hopkins. Gere and uh, Ed Norton. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Oh, didn't I see that You might one? think of a different one. Oh, no, yeah, I'm thinking of a different so one. So Ed right. Norton. But I have seen this one. Go ahead. Yeah, so Ed Norton is, is, is basically a guy who uh, has an alternate personality, um, but his alter ego, I guess, so to speak, his schizophrenia. Uh, he's an altar boy, right? Yeah. Killed yeah. Some, killed a priest or whatever. And so basically the whole story is Richard Gears is like his attorney who's trying to get him to uh, basically claim insanity for it and keep him out of, you know, the max punishment, which I don't remember if it was like, you know, the death sentence or whatever. Um, but no, twi- but it, it was something yeah. serious, though. But the twist at the end was just astounding. Um, it started off slow. It was one of those movies that started off slow, but the ending made it worth it. Um, yeah, definitely do. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. It was one of the very first plot twist movies that really got me going into that type of uh, that type of style, you know. And so did Sixth Sense, which also I think is in ninety uh, seven or ninety eight. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, those two, those two, I believe you know started the whole plot twist uh, genre that people really strive to uh, reach uh, when they watch certain movies. So they yeah. Uh, Primal Fear was mine in 1996. What's your 97? Um, 97 for me. Uh, I do have some on this, but I'll get back to that. Uh, Face Off. Oh yeah, my bad. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Face Off with Nicolas Cage. Oh yeah, and uh, John Travolta. I. It's interesting. It's I, an interesting. Yeah, one. like it was just one of those where in the 90s, this was just that time where it was like all these action movies and things like that. But then this one just had a total switch up. And now thinking back on it, you know, that was pretty good acting. Like. To switch your personality out when you're supposed to be acting like this as so much part of the movie or you're yeah. supposed to go off of this. I mean, I can only imagine how long it really took or how many takes it took for them to be like, you know, you have to be deeply into this personality. Don't you remember him being like this? And, and only oh. James McAvoy was that age back in the day. <sighs> yeah. He didn't split. He could have done that. <laughs> Yo. I could get some pointers. Yeah, that would have been, been something else. Yeah. But, yeah, it's um, basically definitely about a, like, I want to say it's like a, he's a cop in a se- sense, like a detective, and then there's a, mm, a criminal, a high-end yeah. criminal that he's uh, going against. That's Nicolas Cage, the John Travolta's the t- detective. They've had history in the past before. They um, storied history, but they're basically obviously going against each other, trying, you know, the criminal trying to be the criminal, the hero trying to be the hero. Uh a certain event happens where he's um there's like a drug deal or something going down and then John Travolta almost gets to him but then uh, an incident happens where they uh <laughs> they have to do a face a face off in a sense where one has to do like plastic surgery if I'm not mistaken yeah, changes and then, identity yeah and then the other appearance. one yeah has to do the same thing because the other cuz uh Nicolas Cage has taken on John Travolta's uh 
identity and nobody would ever believe somebody else yeah where it was disfigured and things like that too so it was just like a whole mess the whole thing for it to come all around 360 you know like to get it all situated all the situation they went through it was pretty a pretty good film in my sense especially back in the day like you wouldn't expect something like that i wouldn't anyway no <laughs> no it was good i don't know who directed that one yeah i i honestly don't remember myself yeah <laughs> yeah that was yeah that was definitely an interesting one in 97 yeah. mine is the other classic movie with uh ben affleck matt damon and the mm. late great rob williams uh yeah yeah i know it. Ah, goodwill hunting yeah goodwill hunting yeah if you have not seen that movie ladies and gentlemen go check it out it is another classic rob williams matt damon's like this <laughs> this boston guy he's smart he's a smart <laughs> guy <laughs> Um, that's that's where you get that quote the the are you or are you not a knock yeah yeah it was a it's a very good movie where he's just a super duper smart guy but Mm. um he just has pain inside from the loss of his mother and like his father leaving him and he just his hard outer shell uh won't give in to the fact that like it's not his fault Mm. and ron williams is just a very well-known uh psychiatrist uh who you know helps him or he's like physical therapist who helps him get over it um Mm -hmm. and just the way robin williams can do monologues and speeches and really talk to to talk to the character deeply like you feel it man it is really good because he was like he was you know he was basically like i bet you you could you know you could recite you know this book or the entire hamlet um you know this the entire uh play of hamlet he's like mm-hmm. but i bet you couldn't tell me what the sistine chapel smells like you know it's like because mm-hmm. he's like it doesn't matter how smart you are like if you're not experiencing things you're not experiencing love you're not experiencing anything it, it like it's irrelevant you're not living your life yeah. because all you know is what you read off of books Basically, and yeah. it was like he was really just digging deep into matt damon <laughs> and then matt damon was like coming at him harsh with like his wife dying and stuff like that and then they just yeah. clash and then eventually he breaks them where Ron Williams is like it's not your fault Matt and he's like I, I know that and he's like no it's not your fault and he just like there's just like that moment in that scene where he just kept repeating it's not your fault it's not your fault until Matt just broke down because you know he, he's finally giving in to the fact that like don't blame yourself for your dad leaving you and you you know like br- like make yourself vulnerable yeah. and you know they gain this great relationship but it, the movie's just amazing and again like the the way ron williams can switch a switch from Mm. like just genuine monologue speaking to the audience or to any time in his movies to this crazy witty you know funny (laughs) guy nobody can do that and i and i've yet to see anyone recently who has mastered the craft of speaking a monologue where you listen and the words that they use are just like powerful it's I wish you was still here, man. Yeah. I could say that there's something like that. Honestly, I'll have to, like, think about it and have to go do some research. But, yeah, master, masterfully, like he did, it would be hard to, hard to that, like, put somebody at, yeah. that, on that. Even pedestal. in Dead Poets Society. Yeah. You know? It's pretty it's good, just, yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, you're he's right. One of, he's one of a kind, man. You're right. I wish he got the Life Achievement Award for sure, but. I mean, he, he might still get it. I'm, I'm can he, I don't know. Can a dead guy get it? Yeah, I believe you can get it posthumously. Maybe. Pretty sure. Hmm. All right. I hope so. Yeah. But let's move on to 98. What's your 98? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You said you had non- honorable mentions in 96? Um. Uh, said you were going to get to it? Oh, shoot. I felt bad. I, I, ah, I got a forgot. Uh, well, I think it was like one or two. I think uh, one of them was like Escape from L.A. I don't know okay. if you've seen that one. No, Kurt Russell. Uh, basically another super spy action movie one where it's it's kind of almost futuristic in a sense I, I can't place the year but it's supposed to be in the sense of like especially for that one it's the second one in that series he's um s- uh, piston snake and then california because of an earthquake has been split like a sliver of it has coming off so now the residents that are on this little split um part of california they are uh lawless in a sense like nobody mm. fucks with them in yeah a sense. yeah so the government's just <laughs> cast them off like they're not part of government. They're not part of the United States or anything like that. Even though they're like literally, eh, I don't know how many miles, but literally you can see it's yeah. still broken off. But they have no, no government, no, no law, nothing there. Interesting. And then the president's daughter, in a sense, 
at the time and i'm like i said it's, it's supposed to be in a futuristic sense so it might have been like 2050 or something for that era yeah. so it's got the whole digital like it looks yeah it looks weird if you look at it now but it's it's still a look a legit movie so the president's daughter gets kidnapped by the person who's actually one of running one of the bigger gangs in the new california yeah, area so piston he's like in either retirement or he's just doing his own thing because like he works for the government but he's like one of those kind of like anti-heroes slash like i do what i want kind of yeah. deal like if you want me cool but i don't work for you f you so yeah. they say they finally make a deal get him to go he goes obviously all hell breaks loose he's trying to find the girl get the girl bring her back out all kinds of things happen uh but it's pretty good um he eventually no no i'm not see almost did it <laughs> almost did it whoa, whoa. <laughs> Uh, all right, it's down there. Yeah, see? You got people intrigued. All right. <laughs> see, I can't do this, man. <laughs> Never right. put me on a talk show. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're in the movie. You'll give you'll give it all, all away. No, you'll be like I'm Tom not Holland. that good. That's what Tom Holland's now. Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo, man. They're the two no. people who just can't keep their mouth shut. No, I can do it. It's just I had to catch myself. And then, in a sense, for me, I think, like, people already done seen these movies, so I'm not thinking, like, oh, these people are not even seen these movies. I'm thinking, like, oh, they... The funniest one was, it was, like, uh, (laughs) the Infinity War, where they were talking to Mark Ruffalo, and he was talking about, like, so many people dying, and all of a sudden, Mark's like, you should see this one. All of us (laughs) die. And then everyone, like, looks at him, and he's like, I mean, uh... It was was the guy who played, uh... I'm not that bad. Not Falcon. Who was the other guy? The black guy. Um... Uh, who yeah, wore the Falcon, same suit? Right? Yeah. No, no, no. It was the other one. Who oh, uh, um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I forget his name. It's uh, it's not Iron Man, but it's uh. Yeah, it was the other gray suited guy. Warhammer. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. was the one with Mark Ruffalo. He was next to Mark. He was like, dude. And Mark's like, oh, I mean. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it was funny. It was yeah. funny where he was like, dude. Okay, I'm not that doing? bad. I have one slip up and people mm-hmm. never forget or whatever. Yeah. Delete the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but that's the only one I could think of right now. Let's keep All pushing. Right. That's fine. What's your 98? 98 for me. And this is, this is kind of a tough one, too, because – Oh, I had to look at the other ones, but for me it was the Truman Show. Oh, okay. I did not ex. That was an interesting one. Yeah, for sure. So as you can see from my '90s movies, it was either action, comedy, or some type of drama. For me, that's all my '90s consists of. That's all I really knew in a, yeah. in more of a sense. Now that you know the world's broadened more, there's different genres. That was, but growing up, those were the top movies or the movies that were involved in my life. So those are the why I picked these, even though you made great mentions, because I've seen those. Yeah. But for me, it was always like, oh, like I'm trying to watch this action film or something. Yeah, because probably the ones that I saw you watched later on, but these were the ones that you watched originally. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, the Truman Show for me, like at first, I didn't even get it. Like yeah. that's how young I was. Like I didn't really get it. I was just like, I want to watch it because it's Jim Carrey. Yeah, it was a different style. Yeah. I just wanted to watch it because it was Jim Carrey. That was the main reason, because after seeing him in, like, other stuff, like The Mask. Like, Liar, Liar. Yeah, Liar, yeah. Liar, The Cable Guy, you know, The Mask, like, uh, Dumb and Dumber and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I I was just like, I want to see it because it's got Jim Carrey. <laughs> it was funny talking about Jim Carrey. Uh, when Joey was on the podcast, I told him, I said, there's two types of humor. There's mature humor and there's immature humor. So, like, immature humor is like Jim Carrey, Will Ferrell. Like, they're very, like five-year-old you know sometimes like yeah. when they're deba, 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 you know yeah adam sandler sometimes but then there's mature humor like steve carell um you know like chris pratt and stuff like that oh like, no steve carell got some immaturity it is what is the one oh anchorman my. oh anchorman when he was too, brick but, but there's another one. Oh, the schmucks have you seen yeah, dinner smucks? with schmucks oh. oh okay but you know what i'm saying like but he didn't i know i know but over act <gasps> like will ferrell and and yeah. steve carell like overact Maybe in the office, but that's a show. But yeah. I got you. But you know what I'm saying? So, but it was funny because I was talking to Joey. I was like, you either hate the one or lo- you like immature. You either hate it or you love it. And he loves, oh, who was it? He hates Will Ferrell but loves Jim Carrey. And I'm like, <laughs> that's it. I've never met anyone like that because uh-huh. they're both the exact same style. I don't know. Uh, some you people know? are like that too. Because like, I know like, Adam, for, like for Adam Sandler for me, I've never thought of Adam Sandler falling off like, 
in any sense of the word, in a sense. But a lot of people don't like him, even though he's still a funny comedic guy, because they're on the notion that he does a lot of films the same. He does a lot of films the same. Which, yeah. in a sense, he, he has the, the basis of, like, maybe he's came into money or rich or something like that, but that's not all of his films. Still, no, too. the Diamond one he just did, Uncut yeah, Gems. exactly. That was the first time I saw him in uh, action. Yeah, but, like, still, it's like, yeah, it's Tom still Cruise Adam is the same Sandler. thing. It's the same movie. Yeah, you know. but like I would never. I mean, he does it well. Like honestly, I do believe in doing one, at least two things in your life, like that you're really good at or you have interest in that you can develop a a sense of skill and interest yeah. in. Because one is only one dimensional, but with and it could be a base, which is fine. But you, you can and you can coast and do that your whole life. But then it's always interesting to throw a new. At least another new swing in there, and then if you have multiple more, that just makes your life even more better and interesting, in my sense. But so, but so Adam Sandler doing that, I love it. Like he's not, it wasn't just oh he's just doing comedy. Um, you can say that about anything like music, like Lil Wayne, did did rap, then he jumped into rock, kind of had a good career about it too a little bit. So you know, or and he does skateboard. Like it's weird. But that's yeah. but I always like that. But I never like fault anybody for not doing it. You know what I'm saying? So if Adam Sandler was to just do that, if he's yeah, good I mean, at he it, he mastered it. Yeah, it's like it's not terrible. But some people do fall on and off the bandwagon depending on what they like about that person. So he, some like Joe, he might have liked them. Yeah, because Jim Carrey did a, a horror one. Yeah, uh, was that number one? I forget what it was. He did Dark Crimes. It's on Netflix. It's yeah. different. So, but yeah, definitely for um, what was it? Truman. Oh man, the Truman Show. Like I did not get it at first. I had to watch that movie multiple times to get it. Only w- when it started getting interesting is when he started finding little clues about stuff, and I was kind of like, like I get what he's saying, but like, what does it mean? What yeah, does it all yeah, mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't understand. And then finally, when you see behind the scenes and everything that they work to achieve, and then the whole background. You see why everything's centered on him, why the whole movie's about him. Yeah. It, it was a very interesting contrast between him being him himself and then, um, in a sense, talking to the god of his world, like, in, in a sense, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, it was a very interesting movie. It had little semblances of every, little bit of everything, everyday life, especially in that day and age, like advertisement, um, it, like, uh, traveling, things like that. It was just pretty dope, in a sense, and... I like Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, my 98 is uh, the one and only Armageddon. Of course. Um, <laughs> of course. You have <laughs> to see this movie. If you have not seen it, uh, mm. do not listen to the critics. Do not look at the, the rating <laughs> on IMDb. It's like six point something or whatever. Do not look at that. It is an unbelievable <laughs> story. It is. Um, the plot it is. twist is incredible. I talked about it in my old my spoiler podcast. <laughs> um, it's it, even the trailer doesn't do it justice. You know, oh, okay, an asteroid is going to hit Earth. You take a group of oil drillers, make them into astronauts, send them up to space to dig a hole, put a bomb in it, and split the asteroid so it doesn't hit Earth. Like that yeah. is not intriguing at all. But it's just the storyline. Behind Bruce Willis, Bruce mm. Willis and his relationship with Ben Affleck yeah. and his little and his girl Liv Tyler, yeah. um, and uh, all all the people that are on it, the comedy is hilarious. Yeah. Um. The but it's just it's the music, um, and the intensity in certain scenes, mm-hmm. in the moments where they think they're gonna fail and. Uh, you know, other people put into their hands like, you know, there's a time where they think they're going to fail. So the president's like, yeah, we're not taking any chances. So they start, you know, counting down the time of the bomb and Bruce Wilson and them are still up there. And they're like, why is the bomb ticking? And then like the one astronaut's like, uh, I had to make a call. President doesn't believe you could do it. So then they're fighting up there like, no, like I promised my daughter I'm coming back to Earth. Like, I promise you I can drill this hell you know, and then they were like, okay. And then, you know, they had the intensity, try to stop the bomb from exploding. And it's just everything, you know, when everything thought, you know, stuff was going to go wrong. Wait, let know. me stop you. Cause I believe last time we talked about this, you spoiled this. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Ha. All right. <laughs> but I am telling you, if you have not watched this movie above all, any of the movies that we talked about, this is a classic. <laughs> you have to watch, have to period. Oh man. He's mandated. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate <laughs> about this movie. I am for sure. 
but let's let's end it with the let's end it with 99 uh, and then maybe next time we'll move up from 2000 2005 but what is your 99 movie um i feel like it's probably gonna be the same as mine it's probably not to be honest really? okay. i'm telling i'm being honest so it was it was hard because i had to go through three of them at the time from what i could remember uh researching it was three of them uh i'll just go in order real, just real quick eyes wide shut okay nicole kidman and tom cruise yeah they, have you seen it? Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, basically, like a whole Illuminati movie in a sense. I know, <laughs> but it was very interesting. And as the title says, "Eyes Wide Shut," it was pretty interesting. Yep. The next one for me, and it was like the second one up, was Sleepy Hollow. Okay. For some reason, I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I thought it was one of the scariest films that I could see at that time. Like I was like, "Oh my God, it's the yeah. headless, headless horseman." Another like back in the day, eighteen twelve type movie about witchery and demons and stuff like that, and of course, if I'm not mistaken, Johnny Depp, killer performance. Um, yeah, love him, love the actor. Um, for me though, for number one, it was uh, Life. I don't know if you've seen Life. No. Eddie uh-huh. Murphy and Martin Lawrence, another comedy. Uh, another <laughs> cultural. Okay. Yeah, but it was it was definitely. Yeah, but it was it was uh definitely um a super comedy back in the day because you had Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, yeah. two of the some of the two biggest the iconic voices. Yeah, and they did a movie about um they both le- weren't even really friends. They got involved somehow in a business to get something done. Long story short, somebody um a cop and uh a a, a future business owner in a sense uh screwed them over. Mm. They got screwed so bad, and the movie's based out in, like, uh, I'll say early 1900s in a sense. So it was kind of like right after slavery in a sense like that. They both get life for the most pettiest crime. But (laughs) it's just funny because they're not friends. They hate each other. They hate each other even more because of the situation they're in. And as they slowly go through their life sentence in (laughs) in jail, they become very much closer together. And then there's a cool twist at the end. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a hilarious film. That's where the the boom boom room comes from. It's like <laughs> it's like all like oh, but, uh, do you want your cornbread? Like oh my <laughs> gosh, it's a hilarious film. <laughs> it's it's funny. I swear to you, it is it's probably worth it. It's it's definitely worth it if if you if you've not seen it. All right, <sighs> but that's my number ninety nine. That's your, your ninety nine. Okay, yeah. That is. That's surprising that my number one wasn't you. even in your top three. I told you. <laughs> so my honorable mention is The Matrix. Mm, why did which I think started of that? in 1999. Yeah. I should have thought of that too. Yep. That uh, uh, most people have either seen it or heard of it. Matrix 4 is coming out, so most likely yeah. people are going to watch the trilogy Definitely again to, to get back into it. Got to. Um, but my number one, you've seen it. You've heard it. Because guess what? Rule number one is you don't talk about it. <laughs> Fight Club, okay. <laughs> yeah, Fight Club. Number one in 1999. Wow, that me. was in 99? I yeah. didn't think that was in 99. Oh, yeah. Yep. I thought that was like at least 2000. Nope, 1999. Wow, okay. That's yep. a good one. Ed no, Norton and right. Brad Pitt. Obviously, most people have. Again, it's kind of like The Matrix. You, yeah. You've either watched it or you've heard of it. Yeah. Um, but the and twist in it is yeah, obviously pretty dope. It really is. You know, it's just, oh, you know, wow. Ed Norton's the main character where they just. Yep creates this club or everyone or <laughs> Brad Pitt he meets this guy named Brad Pitt and he he has this club where everyone just fights yeah. but it's like a such a hidden secret club that like yeah. a lot of you, you don't realize how many people are involved you know mm-hmm. doctors lawyers nurses yeah. you know anyone on the street and yeah. it just turns into this crazy the ending's a little weird um like the very it last is. scene with the girl it is um and but I like the twist too. makes it uh i think the twist is what makes it pretty dope uh and uh, it's it's yeah. one of those movies where at first you watch it and you'll go, what just happened? But then you you grow to respect <laughs> you grow to respect it and you're yeah. like, okay, I see where the director was going with this and uh, yeah. it's it's interesting and and one of a kind for sure. Um, yeah, I think the ending in a sense to break it down in the most like normal sense of like saying like how it would make sense is this just say because of what they became, club slash in my opinion, cult. Yeah. That's why it seems when you hear the word cult, it's like, oh, that would make sense why that all just transpired the way it did. Yeah. Because 
That's well, I mean, that's like a crazy, a super, you know, crazy way. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely interesting, but it was worth. It was definitely worth watching. It was and I, worth watching. And again. that was, and that was one of the ones too. When I first watched it, obviously I got the frightening and stuff, but yeah, towards the end I was like, uh, and I had to rewatch it again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I the twist was pretty dope. It did. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Not even gonna hold you yeah. on that one because I didn't expect it. I was like, because it's one of those twists where you can rewatch the movie and watch it in a totally different perspective. Yeah, kind like the Prestige, which is my favorite movie. Yeah, you know, you go, oh, okay, I get it now. I get why he reacted that way, or why yeah. he said this, or why she said this. And yeah, because I like those kind of movies it, where you where you want yeah. to watch it a second time. Yeah, because when you're going through it, because I felt like that too, like on Get Out on some parts, and then until it's revealed. Yeah, you're watching it on the surface. You're yeah, watching yeah. it w- how the director wants you to watch it. Yeah, exactly. And then once you understand it, because it looks weird, it. but then you're like, okay. Especially if you're watching it in theater too, you there's no stop and rewind. Yeah. So there's like you just go with it. You try to take it, hold on to that. Maybe it's a nugget for something later, or you just note it and just keep pushing, yeah. or you forget about it. Yeah. So that's the the, the beauty of it when when stuff and, is revealed. <laughs> and again, it's one of those movies where I like when the twist happens, it flashbacks to moments where it was told to you very yeah. discreetly. Yeah. You know, instead of like it just happening and then you go, where the yeah. hell did that come from? Because you might, like you said, it might be a nugget that you think, oh, that's odd that that's there and I don't understand it, but whatever. And then you might forget it. But then, you know, when they flash back, you re you re-remember and you go, yeah. oh, that's right. Okay. Ah, that's you know what I mean. Any, yeah. t- any every flashback it shows you're like, yeah. oh, that's smart. Connecting okay. the dots. Yeah, <laughs> and then it just it's like that plot twist and those flashbacks like make the directors like res- like respect and uh, like uh, hierarchy like higher. You know what I mean? Because then you're like, okay, this director's pretty smart. Not just because <laughs> of plot twist, but all the little hidden gems that happened beforehand, yeah, especially if you didn't catch it. Yeah, everybody has their little quirks. I like everybody's a little genius in their own way, so that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty dope. But yeah, again, uh, I, I want you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if we have intrigued you in any of these movies, go check them out. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, but uh, we're enjoying these podcasts each and every day as best we can. But with this virus, it's kind of slowing down. You know, two times a week might be uh, an average <laughs> of where where we're going uh, with this until it all dies down. But uh, thanks again for listening. We have an estimated audience of 23, so that's cool um, for all you 23 out there. Uh, appreciate it. Um, keep listening. We'll keep entertaining for, you know, pointless reasons. <laughs> and uh, hopefully it brightens up your day. But again, thanks again. This is the Quill Podcast with uh, Matt Jacobs and Dre Butler. And uh, you guys stay safe out there. And above all, stay classy. Peace.